Everybody, welcome to American Horror Story Podcast. My Roanoke Nightmare. This is chapter 604, episode chapter 4. That's a really good impression of Kathy Bates. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to bata, no Marcy. No more Marcy. Only Janet will remain, no Marcy. Uh, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. What do you think of this episode? Well... You remember when I was telling you in the first few episodes to just <laughs> hold on to your hats? Just, just chill out, everybody. Calm down. Now's the time when everyone can start panicking. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, well, wouldn't you think I that can... the... So, oh, we're about to read an email. I, I, I want to wait to make this point so I have to read an email. I'm sorry. I, I didn't fine. mean to cut you off. Um, my thoughts on the episode, uh, I can see why they kept Roanoke a secret for so long. Mm. <laughs> because... It's terrible. <laughs> Everything that happened is terrible. It's a terrible story. You know, it doesn't add up. And we'll, we'll get into the details yeah, throughout no, the recap. What this, were your thoughts? This episode was a hot mess. It was, it did have some of the solidest kind of squeamish horror moments. Yeah. Like, you know, Cricket being gutted was pretty Blah. damn bad. Pretty damn bad. Um, but yeah, just continuing bizarre decisions by the characters that take me out of it. I understand this is a horror show. Like, horror movies and that the the whole genre stock and trade is idiots doing stupid stuff Mm -hmm. but damn Mm -hmm. so um before we get right in the episode i want to read something that keith or kiefer s sent i can only assume it's kiefer Kiefer Sutherland. sutherland yes yes he's a fan of ours and of Ryan Murphy and American Horror Story. I'm I'm super impressed. Like Lady Gaga, I'm, I'm all starstruck. <laughs> um, this is a, uh, several people sent this in. He was the first one, and we were super excited when we got this. Like, oh my god, this is the theory of the week. Uh, he says, just finished watching the third episode of season. After watching, I've read some theories concerning the new season. Because what else do you do when you're drunk at three thirty on a Saturday <laughs> morning? Tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about it. I think life. the most interesting is that each episode thus far has corresponded with a season in AHS. You know what? Keith Fur and I were drunk buddies. On 3 a.m. Because I was also get oh my on my God, way to being blackout, blackout drunk on Saturday at you 3 were. o'clock in the morning. No, so. you were already blackout drunk, so. <laughs> <laughs> so if you felt that little psychic connection through the, the, the cricket force, that, that was, that was <laughs> what it was, uh, Keith Fur. Uh, anyway, I think the most interesting is it's most interesting that each episode thus far has corresponded with an, a season of AHS. Think about it. Season one gave us murder house vibes for the fact that we had supernatural things happening in a big creepy house. Asylum for the murder nurses. Uh, also, another reason I got asylum vibes from the start is that spiral staircase in the house. Remember how we had the spiral staircase similar to in the middle of Briarwood? Ooh. And with these episodes, we have a psychic from New Orleans and possible witchcraft afoot. I'm hearing speculation that the Mott family will play a role next week in episode four, tying in Freak Show. Uh, if this is true, then I'm excited to see what's in store for episode five, probably the non-vampire virus or something, and then episode six being when Roanoke truly begins. Mm-hmm. Dude, you nailed it. Um you know, obviously, you said you were reading this, and this this theory was kind of floating around last week. I but... mean, it's pretty much mainstream now. Everyone's talking about yeah. this being the truth. I mean, this week, I think for me was the proof positive. Right. They mentioned the Mott family. I was because I was thinking there would be some kind of freakish thing going on, but when they mentioned the Motts as being the ancestors who built this house in the 1700s, right? I mean, it's not we a... both like grabbed each other's hands and gasped aloud because and screams like little the, the, girly the prophecy has been fulfilled um i'm hoping for next episode a demon baby and then it's Ooh. like definitely for sure true Ooh. right you, you want to see a demon baby yeah i heard some, that some going around bartholomew um i think that there, there's a, some feedback saying that maybe we'll get a horde of children staying or children staying at hotels because because we didn't get enough of that yeah i don't know that would be kind of cool would it? Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, they rescue Flora and they got to get her to a hotel. <laughs> like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Okay, let's get into the recap of chapter four. Yes. Uh, without further ado. 
so Shelby is has completely flipped out as she did last week. She's uh-huh. turned in Lee. She's raging against Matt, wanting to know you know who that whore in the woods were. You're fucking up against a tree. Uh, Matt is steadfastly employing the Shaggy defense. Just smell his dick. Saw you fucking up the wood witch. Wasn't me. Just smell his dick. <laughs> kind of looking that's lady proof positive, Gaga. right? Wasn't me. Smell the dick. Smell. Yeah, I, I. I think that's what you do. Like if I was literally out there fucking a woods witch, I bet mm. it smells like tuna and moss. Gross. You don't need to describe it. And pine cones. <laughs> so there, you know. You, and just you, like a coppery blood. She's on. She's <laughs> she's on her moon's blood too. Is that? Oh, yes. With with the blood red moon, maybe she's always she's just as iconic. I'll just, get into that later. Flowing. I have a lot more period jokes coming. No, just dude. you wait. Yes. Uh, so she says, "I looked deep into his eyes and I forgave him because while I know what I saw and it was real, like all the other shit, freaky shit that you've seen, right. I realized he wasn't culpable." And I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" This so woman. there's only been what one instance of some sort of pig sacrifice that burns that the cops were able to prove, right? And Mason, right? But all these other things you couldn't prove, and you know that you were seeing things that, but we all uh, know we saw. I mean. It- all these things are real. I use with air quotes real and that they're really happening, but they're also weird spirit vision shit too. So yeah. I just continue the, the fact that she's ignoring the fact that they, she didn't even, all I needed was a cut to present day Shelby saying something like, you know, I was shocked and I, I, when I saw this happen, but you know, we've seen so many weird things. Maybe Matt's telling the truth. Like, just give me something I mean, to make the, to, to to take this woman seriously, Murphy. Just the circumstances themselves. They're out there. He, his sister, and this other stranger who can speak to spirits. You're all communing with the spirit. You yeah. decide to run off. You're communing with the spirit of a three hundred year old dead woman, and you find your husband having sex with a stranger. Like right. one. Who gets turned on by that? I sure. mean, that's that's such a strange circumstance for him to just go off and have sex. And two, how can you even believe what you're seeing? Yeah. I don't know. You, uh, anyway, if, I've you, said my piece. You find a Gaga in the woods and it's any port in a storm, I guess. Well, uh, I mean, if you find an actual Gaga in the woods, mm-hmm. then then that's the 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 elite port. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but a woods witch with the fucked up teeth, then that's different. That's, that's, that's an elite it's port. Different. There's got to be, a, that's, there's that's, gotta be that's, a spell. That's an elite port with a quality canal. It does. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah. All the, all the, battens are hatched down and all that kind of stuff anyway uh i can't think of any more ways to tie it into gaga's vagina let's move on to the pig man attacking from nowhere come to you i'm sure speaking of crazy visions uh uh but he's quickly dispelled with a russell edgington crying out croatoan russell edgington i'm happy the russell edgington shows up anytime he shows up except for when he dies but first of all yeah you you kill him in the same episode also where the hell if this guy's the guardian of the house and i understand (gasps) you you fell on hard times and you lost it because of taxes or whatever where the fuck have you been dude you don't stay near the house like well, i mean you, i know you, this... you should knock on the next day and be like look i know you know you're going to see i, I mean I, I mean I, this is the part that makes sense to me i guess he shows up at the beginning of this blood moon cycle because that's have, when shit gets real well you have your house foreclosed upon do they the sheriffs come or the bank come and tell you who the next tenants are and when they move in and when it's purchased Pro- probably not probably not you, you could just kind of hang around and find out but why would you if there's ghosts who are out there to kill you and haunt you and it's just generally haunt. make you feel uncomfortable yeah it looks like they can't they can't do shit except for this six day period when the moon is right which is kind of I mean cool. this is the thing that I don't that doesn't bother me. To me what I'm saying is you get a you get a $20,000 mansion that you got to take a one week vacation every year. The rest of the time you can just fuck with the ghosts. Like, oh, you're super scary. Woo, can't touch me though. Croatoan, <laughs> be gone, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm trying to watch Game of Thrones tonight. Croatoan. Do I have to say Croatoan? Just <laughs> standing Croatoan, okay, guys? <laughs> Come back. We'll, we'll be gone okay. when you're actually scary. Yep. Moving on. I probably belabored that just a bit. Just a bit. I can't ever tell. Uh, <laughs> he explains. Too. It's too late. He explains he couldn't live in the house because he fell on some financial hard times. You should have stepped up this book, man. This book would be a bestseller. It's written by Russell Edgington, for well, God's sake. you got to see it through of, to the, the vampire end. king of Louisiana. you got to see it through to the end before you can actually have a real third act to your book. Right. Uh, but he became his guardian because he didn't want it to be passed to anyone else. And then he fucked up with this tax situation. 
naturally, Matt hears all this correct information from a guy who's they've seen the videotape and has fought with these unexplained things, and his first reaction is to kick him out of the house because he's a charlatan and a fraud. I had a question. Why didn't Russell Edgington burn it down? Like, burning it down seems like a perfectly legitimate... Plus, yeah. there's like Ta- there's probably there's insurance. You take out a insurance? huge insurance policy. Like, that you own the look- house for ten years and then burn it down. It's like yeah, that's not suspect. That's right. that's an old ass house. That you know that's the that's the play. You take out the insurance because it's a mansion. It's right. irreplaceable. And then you know you live in it for five years and you burn it down. And yeah, yeah. And you can't build there again because it's what do they say? Hollowed ground or hollowed sacred ground. or yeah. Historic or whatever. Ground they totally lur- l- lacking in mercy. Uh, so he then drops a whole bunch of dime on this situation. <laughs> he talks about the Chin family in 1973 that moved in and took all American names and only would speak English. Is it necessary that we get that detail? I don't know. I guess Murphy's committed to having a diverse cast they of want people the being killed. Full so. immersion. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's an, it's a neat little detail. Uh, they're sitting there eating their TV dinners and watching TV. Uh, did I mention they were Taiwanese? No, you didn't. I said they're just a Chin family. Um, so they hear some some weird scraping noises upstairs. They go and investigate. Turns out there's a whole herd of pigs up there. And yet another young young girl who is unafraid of anything. Sure, right. I tell you what, when I was a child, yeah. I couldn't go to sleep in the dark. Right. No, I'm. If we're sitting in a new house, and there's some weird stuff upstairs. My son is not going to be the one bounding up the stairs. He is going to be like next zip code on his cell phone, asking, "Are you are you guys cool? Have, have you found out what's going? What's with the pigs, man? Tell me about the pigs." Um, yeah. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I, I feel like some of this is like they're implying that maybe Priscilla had gone to work already. So. So we know that this family is killed. Yeah. Is that little girl? I didn't see the Chen family in the group later. Oh, maybe I did. I don't know. It seems strange. It seems strange that Priscilla wasn't picking up on this other little girl and didn't want to spare her like she did Flora. Well, the other thing is, um, why was Priscilla saying maybe that she's too eager? She was. She's tired of all the blood. She's going to kill them. Kill them all. Priscilla doesn't seem like the, this stuff doesn't make sense. The more we find out about Priscilla, what? Why? What? I, what kind of bloodshed has she been a part of? I'm just saying that, like, she said to Flora that she's tired of all the blood, so she's going to kill them all. Why would Priscilla no, kill... No, no, no. I think Priscilla was saying, I'm tired of all the blood. She, as in the, oh, butcher, the butcher, is, lady gonna is going to all. kill them all. Yeah. That makes... Thomason's going to do it. All right. That makes sense. Thomason. That's her name. Um, he talks about, in 1952, three hunters stayed in here for a hunting lodge. Wait, and they wait. turned rifles on each other. I know. I know. I'm skipping around a little bit to concise this thing up. No, no, no. You skipped around too far. The first occupant in the builder of the home was Edward Philippe. I was about to get Mott. to that. But that yes. was before. I know, because I was trying to concisely list all these murder house victims. <laughs> You're just doing then... it out of order. Yes, yes. Okay. Hey, who is running this fucking nightmare? <sighs> I guess this, you are. This Roanoke podcasting nightmare. It was me, and now you took it over. The Mott family, 1792. Yeah, there you go. 1792. They're freaks. They're inbred freaks. Um, well, that's, what, that's what the mop mom said. Very and, concerned with their breeding, sure. So uh, I, I hope we find out more about the Dandy's backstory. No, I mean, year. she said that in Freak Show. Do you I remember know, that? Uh-huh. Okay, I was, I was, I was jiving with it. We were just out of sync tonight. No, you okay? <laughs> you you made it seem like it was an illusion, but she explicitly said there was inbreeding in the history of the family. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right. Uh, so there's also in 1989, I guess the last before Russell Edgington got driven out, the sisters, uh, the nurse sisters, uh, who told Russell themselves about their deaths. One of them got killed by a, uh, tug of war contest that was put on by the Roanoke colonist. I don't know if four dudes on either side of a woman could pull her arms off. That seems like it's a lot tougher to do than they're letting on. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe if there's, like, twisting involved, but... I mean, if they were of the exact same strength, I think if I were the woman, whoever was tugging me, I'd just kind of, like, move in that person's direction. Right. I don't know. It's kind of just, just shimmy between the two. I'm just saying that, like, I mean, I've tr- I've wrenched a leg off a turkey that's been, like, you know, cooking for four or five hours, and it's... it's uh. 
You know, I, I think four strong men could pull that thing off, but a, a real live person? I mean, maybe dislocate an arm, but rip it rip clean it off? Rip it right off, yeah. Horses, yes. Also, I don't think they would rip off the side. I think you could rip one arm off, and then, you know, they would fall over on the other side. Like, the, the simultaneously do the two, the double rip. Yeah. Anyway, not not to criticize the colonial execution methods at the time. So, I, I, I just don't know. Okay, so... The, I, other was, I, the other was beheaded by Kathy Bates's, uh ghost with her cleaver. Uh-huh. So I interrupted you. Yes. 1792, the Mott family, or mm-hmm. the one Mott. 1952... Built the house, but there's no record of them dying because of it, right? Right. So we skip all the way to 1952. So there's a whole hundred years that goes by where we don't have a history. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, uh, 1973, 1989, so the house stays unoccupied for 10 years at a time. I don't know. I mean, that's the, the, the interesting thing is he said that all these deaths occurred in different years, but all in the same lunar cycle that the Indians called the dying grass moon. It begins in October when the quarter moon rises and lasts till the blood moon, which, Woo! you know, I don't know what a blood moon is. I've heard of a uh, blue moon. I mean, That's when you get double double full moons in, in one month. I don't know. Once in a blue moon. Nope. Don't know what that means. Uh, but uh, And he says the first quarter moon rises tonight. Is this so a fact? I didn't research here. this, but is this is this a fact? The blue moon or the blood moon always occurs in October? So I did a, I did a little bit of research on this term blood moon, and it's super fucking confusing. It I guess there's some these these Christian pastors are doing some end of times eschatology b- biblical prophecy analysis stuff, um, and it, they've coined this term blood moon to refer to a lunar tetrad. Now a lunar tetrad is when you have four full lunar eclipses that are separated exactly six months apart. And are not bro- separated in between by any partial lunar eclipses. That becomes a lunar tetrad. Those four full moons, where the you know because 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 of the way I mean, if you think about it, the way astronomy works, you can only have an eclipse on a full moon, right? Because that's the only time where the sun could possibly be blocked uh, by the Earth in between the, the moon. Um, and those four moons are called blood moons. So it doesn't seem like it's like any set period of time, um, and I don't know where Murphy's going with this thing, but that's as and I, there, there might be a different meaning for blood moon, but that's that's uh, what I've what I've seen of it, and it, it wouldn't occur at the same time of the year. It's it seems like it, there'd be a lot of spaces in between. Maybe that's why the the he picked the years that he did because that's when the lunar tetrads occur. Okay, but anyway, there you go. That makes sense. Um, so. Shelby at this point, Matt and her flip sides because Matt's the one who won this guy out, uh, and she was the uh, and and uh, she's tends to be the true believer. But now Matt's starting to believe him. Well, here's the thing: and Shelby is skeptical of, as as hell. They and were here, they were both a hundred percent in on the video, and now you meet the guy in the video and you're out again. Yeah, and like, why are you skeptical of anything at this point? Like, Cricket shows up and he's a true blue psychic, and he's you're holding this like powwow between you and dead people. Like, what the fuck? Here's the thing that the, I thought that was particularly unhinged about this episode. Matt decides that he wants to find Flora before they leave because he thinks that's the only way to clear Lee's name of Mason's death. Mason's murder. What the hell does that mean? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any damn sense. Nope. Because you found the daughter, that means the estranged S- ex-wife. You killed the only other person in between you and full custody of your child right right okay yeah okay so yep. shelby doesn't it, and uh, the, the funny thing is shelby doesn't seem to actually feels the least bit bad about turning lee in at this point no even doesn't. though that was clearly a revenge play to get back at matt like again she's she's all she has she, to say is i don't remember and start crying her, <laughs> lee and uh Shelby seemed to be in a race for the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so they decide they're going to try to find Priscilla. And uh, for whatever reason, Russell Edgington feels like he's super confident they can do that. Uh, they're walking out in the woods, and 
Shelby goes from saying, I can't believe we're walking out in these scary woods again. Now, granted, it's full, it's it's broad daylight. Also, granted, there's some kind of weird mist machine in the woods again. And you broad can daylight. audibly hear and see you, the fog machines yeah. coming out of the grass. Yeah. Like, I could hear them. I don't know if it's supposed to suggest like a will of wisp kind of like the ghost. Like, these are where the ghosts are manifesting or what. But it's a bizarre choice. Um so she's talking about how she can't believe they're going to scary woods when Lady Gaga, the creepy wood witch, shows up and she just chases after her like a cat after a laser pointer. Um, and instead of finding her, she finds the hunters emerging and they've and it's pretty cool. Like one of them's got a hole clean through him. Mm-hmm. One of them's face is blown off. It's really creepy and they're just kind of walking around and they realize they look up in the sky and they can see this like comically bright red moon. Right. And they realize that the um, the six day cycle has begun. Yep, she and, screams. And if I haven't made it clear, it doesn't the, work. The six day cycle is when the ghost can actually hurt you. Yes, in between the 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 first quarter and the uh, uh, and the full moon. This is clearly a euphemism for a woman's period, <laughs> right? Um, six day cycle sh- definitely sh- can hurt you she's shouting croatoan at these people and he says it won't work now it wasn't clear to me it's because this only works on the original like roanoke colonist people or if this doesn't work because it's during the six day blood moon cycle i think it's a blood moon cycle because that's when their powers are at the height the pig man which was clearly seen to be a roanoke victim is cast away by him saying Croatoan. Right. That makes sense. So, I, thought, I mean, for some reason I, I thought the pig man was one of the colonists, but you're right. He's a victim. He, he could be. I mean, I, up until now, I was of the opinion that they regularly hu- or had human sacrifices of this format. They put the pig head on them and they burn them yeah. every October or Sounds whatever. Like they just need someone to die. They need to spill blood on this ground to reconsecrate it on some kind of regular basis. Right. So their first pig head sacrifice was when Shelby wandered into the woods. I didn't think that that was really believable, but... Right. Um, so they go to another clearing and they find a ring of these Roanoke colonist victims, including the pig man, including the nurses, including the hunters, including Priscilla. And the Chens. And the chin, and they're all kind of playing ring around the rosy with Flora, who's blindfolded in between them. They're playing some kind of weird game, and Russ says, "Hey, Priscilla knows me. Let me go and do a deal with these people." And as he's walking up and establishing contact, he hears a horn blow, and it seems like an, maybe an Indian hunting party launches a volley of arrows and it hits him like a pincushion, like three, four arrows. He goes down, dying. Uh, for some reason, Matt and 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 Shelby decide to, instead of rushing the group and grabbing, because they're in the middle of it anyway, mm-hmm. grabbing Flora, they just hightail it and run off. No, no, no. They first attend to Russell Edgington as he lay dying. Yes, true. They step forward and like, <laughs> instead it's of the little girl who's your family, why they didn't fill Matt full of arrows like a pincushion, except for maybe Lady Gaga anyone... told her not to because it seems like she really wants Maybe him. the guy wearing a pig on his head. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of targets in that group and Russell uh-huh. Edgington was the least offensive of them. Right. Um, but <laughs> if, if they knew what we knew, they'd have killed, they would have targeted Shelby. <laughs> yeah. She's clearly. clearly the worst. I mean, look for the person with Ugg boots. <laughs> Holding the pumpkin spice latte. You can't go wrong aiming for Ugg. That's a joke. I'm sorry if that offends anyone. You have a pair of Ugg boots. No, I don't. They're they're faux Uggs. They're fugs. Just, just stop. It's, it's I'm revealing Aaron. Aaron. Flown backwards. You can't hurt so, me. It's the Blood Moon Week. Okay. I'm here to so, say. Okay. So does that mean that we get a Russell Edgington ghost for the rest of the season? God, I hope so. That would be a nice little bonus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, they flee. They run back to the house and Cricket greets them and says, are you ready to do things my way? And I'm like, what the fuck? Because the last time I saw Cricket, he was attending to this seance when it was interrupted by Matt fucking off with his wood witch and Shel- and Lee being arrested because Shelby dropped a dime on the cops. And he's just out in the wind. I don't know. They Maybe. were doing things your way when all this chaos happened, dude. I actually saw a deleted scene where he was just living in that little... Oh, shit. What's it called? Something butler. The butler? The whole time. Oh, the dumbwaiter? The dumbwaiter the whole time. Mm. He was just just curled up in there. That's like a spacious loft apartment for him. It is. You know? 
Uh, so anything, anyway, <laughs> after commercial break, they say in interview format that they would do anything to get Flora back, except for keep the original word of leaving, like getting her or in burning and, the house down, and bur- that's all they needed or to do. not having sex with Lady Gaga. There's, I mean, it seems like these ghosts are really reasonable <laughs> and flexible anything. with their terms and financing. Yeah. Like, come on now, uh, anything but that. It's just, they meatloafed her, and that's why she's so <laughs> mad. Uh, and she is no longer willing to bar tar or show mercy. Uh, and man, that moon is full on bright red now. And Cricket decides that tonight's the night he should go out and, and do his paranormal investigation. And he comes back the next day in the morning and says, I met her. I met the bitch with real power. And, of course, he's talking about Gaga. Of course. We see Gaga blinding him with some kind of weird powder and holding a knife at his throat. Uh, but he can still see because he's psychic and all that stuff. He's got the powers of Neo. He can see everybody in fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he realizes that as her power grows, so do her needs. And he intuits that she needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. Wait, that doesn't work out. Nope. She needs a man like a woods witch needs a man on the lunar tetrad blood moon first quarter grass moon cycle. There you go. That's what she needs. And he offered her Matthew. And he's like, and when Shelby's like, oh, he says, well, you know, you don't have to actually sleep with her. And I'm like, okay, yes, because reneging on all your ghost deals have worked out so well for you so far. I mean, but also because you already have. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah, you already have. So, Like, how can you give someone something they've already got? You just have to call her in a couple yeah. of days. <laughs> it seems like that she could have Matt anytime she wants. All she's got to do is that whisper magic and he comes calling. And he does. I don't know. Uh, again, this is so all over the place. Uh, so she showed him the past, and they went back, and they're living in this idyllic time court, oh, with Kathy Bates leading the uh, the colonist, and there's plenty of food and plenty of sunshine, and everything looks nice because and idyllic. she brought the witch, witch, bass, or it, woods witch back. Except for this is all built on a foundation of child sacrifice, and we see Priscilla in is flashback it being explicitly murdered. child sacrifice. Well, I mean, it's sacrifice. Or was she just the first? I'm trying to figure out the significance of Priscilla. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they've been here long because I feel like if if you're going to be pissed off about a child sacrifice, you'd get pissed off on the first one. The last episode, she said some negative things about Priscilla. I right. mean, besides, like... She's a willful, whore, bastard. son, bastard, yeah. Um, I, if she's a sacrifice, you'd think she was a gift, or, right. you know, she's what sustains us, things like that. But I mean, we had, it we seemed had, to be, like, negative energy she had towards this child. I actually applaud Ryan Murphy for leaving his loosey-goosey so he can make up whatever shit he wants to later on in the season. <laughs> Uh, because we've seen when he starts nailing stuff down. I'm going to play that back for you in a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I said, like I, I, I think I think he should definitely leave early goings on loosey goosey so he can and nail it down later. Uh, anyway, um, this uh, so that they they found out there's a price to pay for all this piece, and the butcher's son um is not having it. Uh, and he leads the colonists against her and says, we're going to turn back to God and away from the woods, Witch and these evil gods. And we're going to go fuck off back to the coast and wait for my father's ships to take us back to England. So they did move inland. They did. Okay. To where the house is now. That's where this is why this whole place is special. We're going to find want to make sure. Uh, why are they against it now? Well, because I guess I mean it's I been think so you're right. prosperous. I, I think you're right. The first child sacrifice is probably something hard to stomach. That was the first. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, mean, um, I don't have okay. any information because Murphy hasn't given it to us. But you're. I mean, if if why would you balk at the tenth child sacrifice? Like, okay, well, maybe one. But if it becomes an annual thing, well, here's the question I have: is why yeah. would you agree to the first? Yeah. Is it fear if that motivates you? Yeah, if you're going to rebe- rebel and 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 kick against the goad, why wouldn't you do it before like when it would actually matter, like before right. Priscilla got her heads bashed in? Right, before they made the sacrifice and presumably before they gathered the power from that sacrifice. Right. And I'm just thinking in terms of uh, you know, the same reason why young young girls got burned at the stake in Salem, just the fear. Uh, anyway, Kathy Bates Butcher goes to Lady Gaga and whines and says, oh, everybody's wanting to leave me again. This is so dumb. And, and Gaga's like, totally. You know what? These guys are a bunch of spoiled children. They need discipline. Harness the power of the blood moon. 
So she goes back to her son and says, I'm going to false repent. And I want to offer you all a bounty of special fruit from the new world. And it looks like some kind of crab apple of some sort. Teeny tiny apples. And they eat it and they start to choke and die because crab apples are gross, (laughs) y'all. And as they're dying, she butchers them in their death throes, starting with her son. But she just goes around and just essentially butchers everyone and says, if thou will not follow me in this life, they thou will be forced to follow me in thy next. And she says that this blood is going to bond them to this land for eternity. And I'm at this point, I'm like, why is this attractive to Thomason? Like, her mission was to keep all these people alive and safe, and then they rebelled and whatever. But what, why is it? I mean, she's, I think she's just driven mad with power. With power? Like, they threw her out to kill her, and. But, but ruling she over a bunch back. of ghosts seems. So dumb, so dumb. As a, as a in game for power, what are you gonna do? Just kill yourself? I, you know, go have a have a you know little backwoods cabin with your wood witch. And I don't think that's what the wood witch wants. Mm. I think it's kind of the wood witch's call at this point. So she is the true power behind this. Yes. So I guess. Thomason would be her lieutenant or like her puppet that she's manipulating through her ends. What does the Wood Witch get out of all this? Is she dead? She gets dicked. When down did she die? On the rig? Like I never saw. Like is she is she still like just like is she immortal now that she's she she or maybe that's the thing she has to have these blood sacrifices or she'll die. I don't know. We're about to get into her because this this thing keeps on like it keeps going layers deeper. Uh huh. Anyway. Um, Cricket vows to put an end to this because he thinks he's got what it takes and he calls an Uber to get back uh, to the hotel and get his book full of chants and his herbs and all of his paranormal bullshit. Can say, what kind of phone was he using? Uh, some sort of nondescript Android. Uh, it was That was an impressive battery life on that phone to spend the entire night out in the woods <laughs> and to be flung back centuries. And you know you're and, not getting 4G, so it's like... Hell it's, it's no, it's try- beating it's, his brains out trying to get yeah, signal. That phone is red hot in his pocket all night long. Oh, yeah, but he's still got a battery, so they really... They missed opportunity. Maybe he's got, like, one of those big... <laughs> to char- advertise. Like, like, you know, portable batteries in his pocket. Is it a Mercedes-Benz phone? That cane is nothing but a bunch of uh, AA batteries. Just that, like that every every two inches is yeah. another USB and that, that port. That silver cane where is one can... of those capacitive chargers. You just have to uh-huh. touch it and whooping. It's all charged up. Okay. Uh, so on the way, it's back to his hotel. The uh, Uber driver is pretty cute, and he decides to hit on him for some reason. Oh, uh, he offers him money for sex is what he does. It's not just hitting. That's that's putting it too politely. Okay. Uh, and then suddenly Flora dashes out in front and forces the Uber driver to slam on his brakes. Also, you get in an Uber in the backwoods of North Carolina. Where there's mm-hmm. no cell phone reception. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck all that noise. Um, and a shot cricket takes off after Flora in hot pursuit. What isn't the Uber driver chase after her? Well, I mean, the Uber driver is getting paid to take you from point A to point B. Fuck all that noise. Right, but what what responsibility does he have for you almost know, hitting the, a child? Yeah, or the guests that ran out of his car. I mean, what if that? What if those two die in the woods? It's like, oh well, this Uber GPS shows me being here at this point in time, and you just drove away. Damn. Or I don't did know. you kill them and leave them out there? I mean, here's the thing: Does he want five stars or not? <laughs> yeah, five star driver goes out and hunts <laughs> after your child. Yes, yes, this guy's getting one star. Three at almost best. hurt a child. Almost ran over a child that I'm tangentially related to in my business dealings. One star, wouldn't chase after, one star, would not Uber again. <laughs> uh-huh. Also, did not pick up on my gay for pay proposition, zero stars. Uh, so back at the house, Shelby and Matt decide to take a nap because they're tired and cranky. And God knows how much time has passed because they go sleep in the day and they wake up and it's the middle of the night. Well, sleep Matt in the wakes day? up. Where was that established? When it was broad daylight when they went to sleep. Trust me, it was because I made a note of that. It no, was, no, no, but what does that have to do with anything? Just that they slept in the middle of the day and then, like, were out for 10 to 12 hours. Oh, I thought you were saying you had some kind of proof that ghosts come out, don't come out during no, the day. No, no, clearly they do. They come out any old damn time. They're, 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 anytime there's mist in the woods. And Russell Edgington and Shelby clearly saw the blood moon in the daytime. Sure. Well, and that, you know, that can happen. Moon, moon rises in the day. I'm just it's asking about cool the relevance to ghosts. Uh, anyway. 
Uh, Matt wakes up and he's drawn out of the house by whispers and he sees the underground bunker uh, door flown open and there's a bunch of candles lit. And it's very romantic and he tries to resist, but he's led down there and he finds a um, uh, more presentable Lady Gaga than she manifests in Woodwitch uh-huh. form mm-hmm. and they get down to fucking. Yeah, they do. And not only fucking, but this like intense, intimate connection that he mm-hmm. describes as more intimate than anything he's ever felt before and Shelby's in the background going, oh, again. <laughs> and he found out that she, he was, she was an English girl who stowed away on a Spanish vessel. English girl of Druid descent. Okay. She stows away on a Spanish ship. The sailors find out, and they're pissed because they had a rough voyage over, and uh, it's an old sailor. it's because the woman was on board. It's an old sailor superstition that women aboard are unlucky. Uh, and then she seduces... definite feminist undertones here that I'm not opposed to. She seduces, I guess, one by one, the soldiers and... Up to her cage, and then she slits their throat. I mean, I think what's implied here is that her guard with the ah, keys, with the key, as in right. every cartoon or or comical uh, jail escape movie. He <laughs> guard, had the keys. guard, my vagina's having a heart attack. Come, come quick. <laughs> yes, they can't resist the call. <laughs> uh, true, true. Uh, and then it turns out the massacre of the Indian, the soldiers were blamed on the local Indians, which that's hinting the fact that this woods witch started the colonial indian wars all that bloodshed and heartache and violence this one this one at least yeah uh and she ran wild out into the woods and she fused her old gods from the old celtic days to the new worlds and turns into something new uh and matt intuits that she wanted him to join her in her army of whatever uh, but unfortunately for her, the whole damn village of Roanoke comes out with Flora, and they want to consecrate the land with fresh blood. And Matt hears Shelby screaming his name, and he pulls out of the wood witch. I need a question. She seems like she's very anguished by this, too. Like, no, Matt, like, what, she, what's going on? She was just about to come. So wasn't Cooper's him... has got that good D. Wasn't him having sex with the woods witch the debt that he had to pay in order for the... The Roanokeans to not no, attack the I, family I think anymore. When she says have him, it's more than just in the biblical sense. I think she wants to possess him as her whatever she needs. Well, that, sure, but consort. she's not going to get whatever she needs if a they kill the rest of his family. Oh, or, well, or yeah. b she just doesn't take completely complete control over his mind. I feel like she's like, why do you even have to negotiate that? You just That's take what you true. want, kill everyone. Like if he's like if if get he money, can't fuck bitches. Like like the words can't resist mean something. If if the, <laughs> your wife screaming allows you to resist it, then you guess I guess you can resist you it. You can dude. resist it. Like yeah. is it a spell or not? Right. I don't know. None of this really particularly makes sense. Nope. Uh, so as the butcher's about to kill Flora, uh, Matt and Shelby are all looking on. Priscilla lunges forward to, and says to run, and they've got Flora, and I'm like, why don't they leave now? Why don't they run to their truck and get the fuck out of Dodge? But instead, they run into the house where they know they're not safe. These spirits can just manifest in their day and night. They run up to the house. They're going to take a quick nap before heading on the road. It's going to be sure, a long drive. Sure, They're so tired. And Flora says, the man, the man. She keeps on mumbling the man. And Shelby goes out and looks at the window. And the man in question is Cricket. And he's about to have a bad time. Hilariously, they take a break here to interview the, the Uber driver who says, well, you know, it's weird. He ran out into the woods after propositioning me for uh, paid gay sex. And I waited around for a couple minutes. And, you know, Uber's got an Uber. I'm out. Uh-huh. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Um, so the butcher then proceeds to gut cricket very slowly, painfully. This is Jesus. the worst gutting I've seen since Braveheart. This is really rough. And then disembowels him with a hook. Yeah. That. Yep. 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 And then yeah. Kathy Bates calls her next shot with her cleaver, pointing up to the family. <laughs> Babe Ruth style. Babe Ruth style. Uh Sending the unmistakable message that they are next. Don don don. Fade the black. Executive producer Ryan Murphy. Uh, <laughs> Written by Brad Falchuk. <laughs> this is uh, was it really? No, oh. I'm just. <laughs> this is uh, this. That's the episode. It's implied. And it's the implication. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> the implication is and I that, don't know. So that was I guess the episode. 
Uh, Freak Show being one of the worst seasons, it fits that it is one of the worst episodes of this homage arc that they're going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I I don't know what to expect from a hotel. Uh, I am very excited for them to pivot into finally what they wanted to do, which is this Roanoke nightmare. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 which may be something completely different. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, like all these ideas of fusing the the reenactors and the actors and the real life people and all that stuff into some kind of story. That would be kind of cool. But do I, you feel like, in retrospect, do you feel like this reveal that each episode and it's not confirmed, but it seems just as may just as well may have been. Do you think that each episode being an homage to the previous seasons in order seems kind of obvious in retrospect? Yeah, and here's the thing. Like when I first heard a theory, I'm like, "Oh, or cool." I feel that like actually as a, an idiot for not going with the easy answer. That kind of actually seems like a cool Easter egg, but now that I've seen these first four, I feel like instead I've walked in on Ryan Murphy masturbating. Uh, you know, and paying homage to all these other seasons of uh, uneven quality and it's the unescapable conclusion that at the end of these 5 weeks, I'm I've kind of wasted my time. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I mean, depending on how this pivots, like, I, I guess that there has been some... The, the, here's the thing, like, there's only really been three characters with groundwork laid, and that's been, you know, Shelby, Matt, and Lee, who I don't really care about any of them. Like, I haven't bonded with any character. I, I liked Cricket a lot. Right. Um, I'm kind of interested in what Gaga's going on and some of the Roanoke stuff, but, you know... I, I just I, I do feel like other than those f- snippets of backstory that this these first episodes are going to be kind of a wash and that's disappointing. I anyway. thought the the plot and the story of this episode was tenuous at best. Yeah, um, but I mean, I mean again, they did have some really scary visuals, um, and there's the the cricket's death was horrific. But man, that's. I don't, like I said, I, I, we should probably not be labor to point and move on to feedback, yeah? Sure. Uh, feedback, ahs at baldmove.com if you want to tell us how we're right or how we're wrong, or we have a weekly discussion thread on our forums. forums Just write in and tell us how good we are. I like hearing that. <laughs> uh, first up, Andrea R. says, how could you not immediately recognize Leslie from the Witch Council? All right, I fucked up, okay? You're slipping, Cecily. <laughs> You're slipping. I just like to tell Aaron is wrong more than I like being right. <laughs> I just feel like maybe we should read this email a couple times and in different inflections, really bask in my my correctitude. Let's just get the email over with, like uh, a Band-Aid. Just uh, rip that shit off. She says, uh, speculation is that he's playing the same character in Coven. He says that he is an author that travels all over doing book signings. Some speculate there are books written on his psychic ability, and Cricket is his pen name. I buy that. I buy that. Um, that would be interesting. So, uh, this guy, I guess the, his character, Leslie is the actor's name. The character mm-hmm. from Coven was Quentin Fleming. So, we will see if he's the same guy. Okay. But I, I like him. And he, now he's dead. Now he's dead. So, couldn't witch his way out of that one. Maybe he just made a pen name after the reception he got for his book. <laughs> That's a deep Not one. even Cricket. It was just a Cricket. <laughs> just a Cricket. Just a Cricket. You couldn't even get Crickets to show up. <laughs> Jocelyn L. said, I love that Dandy's origin story will be revealed this season. It will have to be whom his father is. I have a new theory as well as to how all these seasons are connected. The media. We finally see the crew for Roanoke Nightmare, and I started thinking about past media coverage. Hotel season, Billy Dean's psychic special at the hotel. Freak show season, Elsa's snuff films, and Hollywood show, the Elsa Mars Hour. Maybe mm-hmm. that network, WBN, will connect them all. Coven, coverage of the search for Misty Day and the school at the end and Cordelia's TV interview. Mm-hmm. Asylum, Lana becoming a TV journalist and leading film crews back to the asylum. Her TV series, America's Unmasked, an interview with the last episode <laughs> leading to Johnny's death. Uh-huh. Murder House, only one I'm still struggling with. Maybe y'all can help. Was there coverage of Tate's mass shooting? Travis was sawed in half all of the Black Dahlia and the media, co- media covered it. The Hollywood death tour, maybe? Well, I guess that, that would be it. The Black Dahlia murder would be... I don't remember. Maybe. It, nope. I don't and think of course, so. as this is my shame, I have not seen Murder House or Asylum, so I am useless. Useless. But I did know that Leslie was the witch from, from <laughs> Coven. I do want to say that the 
Russell Edgington in the murder house, was there like a constant looming threat of exposure to them? Or some kind of exposure because of the affair he had? I don't know. That's, that's all I can come up with. Oh, you know what? I was about to be freshly amazed because I thought Russell Edgington began in Freak Show, but then I remembered he was the decrepit butler from Coven. So he's been in all the seasons, too? Yes. Okay. Wait. I don't remember what he was in Asylum, if he was in Asylum. But he definitely was in a murder house, you said? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's a big part of that. Uh, Doug L. says, two points come to mind after watching this episode. First, it seems I'm in the minority of your listeners, and I think this season might be AHS's strongest. Oof. Tough tough room to sell this, uh, the, the, the preach this gospel in, uh, Doug. The I'm tone dying. this time around is real horror instead of campiness, and most importantly, the story is cohesive. What? <laughs> What's this last week's email? This is, I'm gotta sorry, be an email I'm sorry, I just week. accidentally ate a crab apple. Uh, I'm fine now. Um, usually by this point, there's 15 different storylines and elements mashed together, most of which have nothing to do with each other and eventually go nowhere. This time out, things may not be perfect, but at least we have a focused narrative. That's it's fair. Too That's early to tell. Point. I mean, honestly, I'm not... It's too early to tell because again, I don't want to lump point, criticism on it, yeah. but also it's way too early to tell whether or not it's going to be good. At, at, this, like, at, at this at this point, he's right about it being focused at that definition. Because, again, mm-hmm. I think the plot, it is focused on this plot that doesn't particularly make sense with characters whose decisions are bizarre and puzzling. But yes. it is staying pretty laser-like with this Roanoke Nightmare lens. Uh, second, I have an inkling from episode one as to where they may be going this season. And if I'm right, we could be in for something pretty spectacular, even spooktacular, if I may. You may not. All right, denied. My suspicion is this time around, Murphy and company are doing a Lovecraftian horror story. Yes, I'm in. Lovecraftian horror stories center around ancient cosmic entities beyond human comprehension. They often feature an unreliable narrator driven mad by the encounter with such a being. Often his stories involve people who are forever scarred or killed attempting to scientifically understand these forces. They often feature cults made up of villagers or yokels who worship them as gods. Good examples include Shadow Over Innsmouth, At the Mountains of Madness, and of course, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, Here, we have a season marked by a question mark, already suggesting an incomprehensible mystery. Plus, the mark of Cthulhu kind of looks like a bunch of weird question marks all joined together at the period. I mean, I would love that, but I think that... Where were all your period jokes? I was really ramped up for that. You, I don't know. You made me feel bad about it. You got period shy? <laughs> period shy. <laughs> a fucking period shy. All right. Noted. Uh, I just what? like Ryan Murphy. I just like to build it up and then just fucking let you down. <laughs> <laughs> build up those expectations and just blade them. Also, I didn't, them. F- I didn't feel like it. I'm on my period. <laughs> Uh, this episode in particular dropped hints at ancient powerful gods. We have an academic in Dennis O'Hare who seemingly lost his sanity in pursuit of knowledge about them. We have the hillbillies, the Roanoke ghosts, and Gaga, all groups apparently having worshipped these old gods. We have three narrators and Shelby, Matt, and Lee who may turn out them to be unreliable themselves. We also have lunar cycles and attempts to breed with these forces, also Lovecraftian elements. If this season actually goes there, this could be a big mindfuck Murphy was alluding to, and it could explain some of the been-there-done-that feelings throughout the season. What looks like a repeat of the haunted house or colonial witches is, under the surface, something else far more horrifying, what's one his, can hope. What's this emailer's name? Doug L. He's Doug the, L? Yeah, he's the... Doug the, L. Of all people, I would expect that you would be more of the cynic. I think you're giving them way too much credit. I you know uh, the defense his defense rested he didn't doesn't have anything else in the the email but I I mean <laughs> I would joke. swallow yes I would swallow <laughs> a lot of bullshit from this show if they did pull off a really solid Lovecraftian horror story because I'm a big fan I'm a big oh fan yeah of definitely but I don't think that's what's coming all right well we'll see different differing opinions in but the- I'm hopeful but so- I think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm hopeful that you're wrong because <laughs> I like it when I'm right and you're wrong. Michelle from Cali yeah. says, this has officially become the most horrific AHS season on record. Murphy and company have officially brought this show into straight horror, fear, and terror. The disembowelment scene of Cricket was so gruesome, almost so unwatchably bad. so. So bad. And to know that in five, two episodes it will supposedly get so much worse leaves me dreading it in a good way, which is coming up 
what is coming up that could possibly be worse than what we saw tonight? She shivers and hides. You know what? I was just remembering. Asterix. I was just remembering that Sarah Paulson said that last season's hotel showed one of the Sarah Paulson's words most gruesome or most horrifying scenes that she's seen to date. And what was it? I don't know. I can't even. That's how I don't a little impressed. I remember us talking exactly. about that's it. Really? We were that's thinking, it? like, was it the 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 screw monster rape? Was it mm-hmm. in- injecting yourself with needles? I don't know. But there was absolutely. Well, I guess they took a different approach, but there was no build up to this, which that was the most horrifying thing I've seen them do so far. The disembowelment. So fucked. Yeah. Just like. The the tension and like the him struggling and the, just like the yeah and he's just such a little guy and he's just, you know kind of like a cute character and he's just being it's like seeing Jiminy Cricket having his legs pulled off by whatever that evil puppet show guy Jesus was. Jesus Christ, are you just trying to ruin everyone's memories? I'm just saying that's what it felt like <laughs> to me, like a lovable. It's like seeing a that, lovable little impish character. Right, it's like seeing that little boy from Up just accidentally fall off a cliff. Yeah. It's like seeing Wally, you know, short circuit because it got too close to a magnet. Right. It's like seeing it's like seeing Yoda have Ariel his, have from his the Little Mermaid swim through the Gulf of Mexico during an oil spill and die. <laughs> <laughs> or Sebastian. I can keep going. <laughs> Sebastian, it's molting season, he's a soft shove <laughs> crab and he just gets ser- fried up and served on a sandwich. It's like it's like Elsa from Frozen dying because of global warming. <laughs> it's like Bambi's mother getting shot. Oh wait. Oh wait. Oh wait, Disney went there. <laughs> Disney used to be the child, the, ch- the, the yes. child, childhood innocence ender. <laughs> it's like all the dogs from Lady and the Tramp getting put down because they live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> what does that do with anything? Oh, there's this recent story about them, you know, putting down a bunch of dogs. Canadians are dog killers, right? You heard it here first, y'all. I think we're building a wall. We're building a wall in the wrong already- goddamn country, if you ask me. <laughs> I think they've already taken it back, but it was hot topic, so. Hashtag how many, topical. How many dog murders can you hashtag take back? I think that's a that's a line you can't uncross, Canada. I mean, I can't be that mad at a country that also gave us that that raccoon saga, the dead raccoon on the sidewalk saga. <laughs> yep. All right, let's move the fuck on. I'm just happy that we're for once not the country soaked in blood with our hands. It's about time for Canada yeah. to be the bad guy. All yeah, right. they're definitely worse than us right now. If only Canadians are good at apologizing, they could dig themselves out of this hole. <laughs> if only they... If only. Yep, just going to stop there. Uh, anyway, where were we... Re- oh, Michelle. So we finally got a Chapter 4 connection to Season 4. Edward Philip Mott was the architect builder of the house. This could have been one of Dandy Mott's ancestors. Felipe. Probably a five times great-grandfather. It also leads us to believe that the Mott family were most likely terrorized by the colonists at that time period. But Edward's son must have escaped because the family line continued. Well, maybe the Mott family terrorized them. Did you think of that? Yeah, did you think of that? And so because of Dandy had murderous intentions and was crazy, is that something that was in his genes? The backstory of the colonist's disappearance is pretty good. Still wondering what the, uh, what the hillbilly Polk family has to do with them. But that's a good question because there can't be the descendants of the Roanoke colonists because they all got massacred. I assumed that that's what they were going for. Maybe they're the Mots, and their name evolved over time. Ooh, they're the they're the bastard Mots, half breeds. Okay. Um. <laughs> by the way, since Kathy Bates killed them cult leader style, maybe Bald Move's next employee should be the Butcher. Ooh, we just call her. If if we hire a female, we'll call her Kathy. That's what you do, or Thomason. She's going with our cult cult leader names: Jim oh. Jones, Aaron Hubbard. Okay. <laughs> I was like, why would you call a human woman anything other than her given name? We're going to call... We start, should we start calling you Thomason? Sorry, I'm on I'm on the full feminism high alert with Trump running wild right now. Um, but please don't. I'll think of something. What's it? There's got to be a female cult leader, right? I can't think of any. Mm-mm. But, you know, maybe it takes a man. Hashtag Maybe it takes a man to have the perseverance, the wherewithal, the intelligence to drive to start a cult. Hashtag yes, all cult leaders. (laughs) Um, Also, holy shit at the nurses' murders. Oh, my God. So creepy to think that that's how things went back then. Stretching was a form of torture. I I don't know how bad I felt because those women also killed a shit ton of people. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's fucked. I mean, no one deserves to be pulled apart 
by like wild savage animal people but if anyone does it's psychopaths that prey on the weak and elderly and just to spell a goddamn name you fucking unoriginal hacks (laughs) and they didn't even finish so fuck him uh matt and gaga well you know he recounted a memory of that night to the guy behind the camera pretty damn well yet he screamed and cried when he told shelby that he had absolutely no idea what he was talking about something's (laughs) not right there i think i'm calling bullshit on you matt now i understood that the first night he got roofied the second night she allowed him to retain his memories the first night i don't think there was any roofing going on you mean just like yeah, she he just didn't remember. Okay. Didn't there was no physical it. drugs, but it was just like a, right. a taking over of the mind. Yeah, I think the the recounting happened on Shelby's end, yeah. saying exactly what happened. On to Amy J. Yes, it's me again, your resident accent critic. There's no way uh, that that was Lady Gaga's character, supposedly being British. I literally thought she was doing a straight-up Russian accent until her backstory of being an English girl is revealed. Makes Kathy Bates' effort sound like Meryl Streep at her finest. You're right. She was pretty. She was in the middle of plotting big trouble for Muslims. Well, here's the thing: is I don't. I think she's got kind of a mutt tongue now. Like, imagine Whoa. if imagine if you were from the. How old is she? Uh, before 1790s. Before the house 16. Was, before yeah, the house like was late built 1600s. in 1790s. So right. it was like the 1500s. So, the, so that Roanoke was established. 1492 is when the Columbus came. He was the first one. It, it's somewhere between that and 1792. Right. So imagine that you're wild in the woods for all those years, and you're right. barely speaking English. Right. She has a tongue that I can forgive more than Kathy Bates. Mm. Actually, being from a place. Gotcha. Because it's it's accents drift over time. Yeah. I mean, we all at some point spoke with English accents here in America, and somehow we ended up with fucking Boston, New York, right. Louisiana, like all this different weird accents. It all drifts. It all drifts, y'all. Yeah. It drifts. Uh, my ears picked up when I first heard the ed- name Edward Philippe Mott with regards to the building of the house. Obviously, our first hint at Dandy's family history. I hope it gets developed beyond just that Easter egg because I'm so over this whole Roanoke thing at this point that it would be interesting to learn more about the Mott family because they were so shrouded in mystery during Freak Show. I can't really remember any of the fine details, but we never really learned anything about Dandy's father other than he was cousins with Dandy's mother and that he was a child molester, right? I, I didn't even remember the child molester part, honestly. Me either. Are you over Roanoke because Ryan Murphy told you there was going to be something different, better, better, more? Yeah. Or are you over Roanoke because you just don't like the story? Because honestly, I think this would be a perfectly fine storyline. That's a good question. But they have to stop fucking ruining their own press. It's like you show up to you show up to a baseball game and you've got like club seats or you've got a suite, right? And they're serving chili dogs. You think, hey, it's a baseball game, chili dogs. All right, I'm I'm starting to chat on the chili dogs, and then they come in and hey, hey. Are you enjoying the chili? 15 minutes from now, we're going to have filet mignon. Holy shit. Suddenly, this fucking chili dog's a bunch of shit. What the hell am I got this chili dog in my mouth and I got filet mignon coming? Right. I would have waited. Yeah. Murphy, don't don't have us in the middle of our chili dog appetizer. Tell us you got filet mignon coming. And it better, when it comes, it better not be fucking fried bologna. If you say it's, it's, it's fucking filet mignon... And it turns out to be fried bologna, then there's going to be some serious problems on this podcast. Uh-huh. Well, here's what he told you was going to happen, is he's going to serve you filet mignon, and then once you're chowing down on that, he's going to say, wait, save room for this lobster tail, because that's coming next. Ooh, surf and turf? Yeah. Surf and turf, Murphy? Okay. Right. Okay. Right. And he's then going to just kick you in the balls. Yes. Or labia. Whichever. Right. <laughs> Your lady balls. Uh, I'm really hoping for a twist of epic proportions. Uh, Amy J alludes to this because Murphy and company promise big things every year. But when I really think about it, the only time I've ever been truly surprised by a show on a plot level was the twist for Tasa Tasa for me. Tasa 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 Farmiga. Tasa Farmiga. Tasa Farmiga. This is just setting me. I just trying to ask me to do a Rubik's cube with my tongue. Uh, her character all the way back in season one, Murder House. I feel like I'm really missing out. I, I don't know about that spot twist. So, um, I don't Turns know. Turns out everyone was dead the entire time. I don't know. Like, I, I, I've, I, I, 
the show's always been entertaining, and it's had its bad shows and its good shows, and I think this is one of the bad shows, and I'm I'm holding out hope that uh, season, or episode six is going to really kick things off and breed some new life into the series. Also, we talked about, because uh, we talked about whether this thing's going to be renewed or not. Um, of oh, course, yes. we found out this. I I knew it as soon as I looked at the the, the audience size. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. a hit show for FX still. It's going to be renewed, and sure enough, this week is announced as renewed again. So Season 7, it's coming. Until we cancel Halloween or Ryan Murphy gets bored of doing it, I think we have American Horror Story to kick around from here until... The you know the the next lunar quartet what was it tautology the lunar tetra tetragram yeah tetris the lunar yes. tetris pentagram uh, drawn in blood that's all the feedback we got this week that's all the episode we got to discuss yeah uh, short but sweet this this week if you can describe an hour long podcast as short or sweet or sweet uh, send that feedback into AHS at baldmove.com or again forums.baldmove.com. We and got then a whole come AHS section. And meet us in person. Oh, right. We haven't done a plug for. No, we haven't, but uh, we're going to right now. Me, Cecily, and Jim are going down to Huntsville, Alabama. If you're anywhere down in the south at the, uh, uh, the Central Library, uh, the downtown Huntsville <laughs> Library is putting on the. 2016 Rocket City Nerdcon. Rocket City Nerdcon. And we're going to be hosting a bunch of panels and playing a bunch of uh, public games. And there's a kickoff at a brewery, so we'll probably be doing drinking on a Friday night. I'll be there just making a goddamn fool of myself. So please come entertain me. Sounds like a good time. Uh, Tickets are on sale now. It's for the weekend of October 22nd and 23rd. Of course, at the height of the blood moon cycle. Who knows what will happen? I'll be on my period for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody get in sync uh, and hope to see you down there. Uh, if you need any supplies, uh, Cecily could probably spot you them. No, well, I won't. I, 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 sh- I don't Do know not how. offer my supplies. I need them. You need them all? Yes. It's going to be a really bad blood moon, huh? Yes. All right. We've got that to look forward to. Gross. Move on. Uh, <laughs> there's our period jokes we've been waiting for. Crow-a-toin. Crow-a-toin. All right. See you next week, everybody. Bye.